Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. You are playing checkers and I'm playing chess. Ryan Salinas. Hey, uh, I wish I had time for games. Ismail. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Minecraft. Uh, um, so we were we were in a meeting the other day and we were going over like all the like new things that you can do. I found this like phone service that it's called Good Call. And apparently it's an AI voice that will answer the phone for you. And also if you program it well enough, you can have it like answer specific questions based off of your interactions with your customers that are calling in. It is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I haven't heard of this particular tool, uh, but there seems to be a lot of these kinds of things cropping up lately. Um, So I'll check it out. I'm just going to play the little intro video that they have. Not the whole thing, just a part of it. Good Call is an intelligent phone agent that's always working for me, answering every single call 24-7. Thank you for calling Cheese's Crust. How can I help you? Hi, are you open? We are open until 9 p.m. The dining room requires reservations or you can carry out. Ah, yes. Can I order some food? Ordering is easy from our website. Can I send you the link? That'd be great. Thank you. Isn't it crazy how, like, the world we live in, where, I mean, great, I guess that this, like, has always been a thing, even, you know, 10 years ago, you'd call in to pay, like, your AT&T bill or whatever, and, you know, pay a bill, you know, representative or whatever, and I think that it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, this probably could frustrate someone, especially in our industry, but this is just freaking cool, and how it's, like, so ridiculously affordable now that, you know, a small business could have something like this. Yeah, this I think with the the advances in like AI and all these other things that are going on, people are building all these cool little niche products, um, and it's hard to find them and be on top of them all. But the challenge, I think, is really finding ways to apply them to your own business or your own industry, and standing out from everybody else. So, like, this is just one little tool as an example, but there's probably a lot of different things like this out there already that if you find and you can incorporate to your photo booth business, you stand out so much compared to everybody else. It's just so bizarre. One of the things that we use for, so whenever I would do like a phone system update. So thank you for calling Urban Events. You've reached us after normal business hours. For information regarding a date, please go to our website at www. You know, like you're just, you just get sick of recording this stuff, especially if you need to like make changes or whatever. So one of the things that I use is something called murf.ai, M-U-R-F.ai. And what you do is you type in your scripts, you pick your voice, you click the preview, and then it does like the preview of like what it's supposed to say. You can download it and then upload it into your phone system. So the phone system that we use is called Dialpad. Uh, there's, we used to use Ring Central, but it's just became a little bit too frustrating. Um, and actually Dialpad is a little bit more... Um, robust it'll give you uh audio transcriptions of your voicemails it'll actually do real-time recording with your uh phone calls so if you are trying to train someone someone's working remotely you can see their script the conversation that they had and say hey you did this wrong or hey you did this right or whatever and it's really cool so one of the things that i'll do is it was if it was just a holiday or there's a holiday coming up hello the office will be closed from this date to this date you can export that audio file. Just click, click, click. You don't have to record a million times because, oh, I sound stupid. If it's an AI, and the AI sounds freaking real. It is so crazy. 
and then we'll just upload it into the system and then go about our day. It is the most amazing thing ever. I've even seen, I haven't seen that Murph example you mentioned, but I've seen the same kind of thing with a video as well. So like, there's like a video actress or actor that matches the voice and mm-hmm. they like, they appear to be speaking the Morgan Freeman. A- this is the deep fake thing. Yeah. I don't know how they do this stuff. It's wild. So like, but it is cool because these are all things that you can add to your tool belt and, and make you better over time. One, and I just got you in on this. I'm addicted to Notion. Like I, my entire life is on Notion. I, dude, I said I said this even before. I remember when I first showed you like Trello back in the day. Yeah, and I feel like groundbreaking. Yeah, but like Notion is just a whole different. Like there's Trello. Like you don't need Trello because you can do that within Notion. So like I have. Um, my team all with their own task board and they can move it into different statuses. They can, the, the notion tool for me was overwhelming at first. Cause there's so much you can do with it. It's like a blank slate that you start with, but I think you showing me how you used it really uh, helped me a lot, wrap my brain around it and, and build like a simplified version for me and what I needed. But yeah, it's, it's a game changer. I think everyone should be using notion. Honestly, like it's so cheap. I think there's like a free version. Like there's no reason not to use it to organize all the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. I think I think a small business could get a loan with free. Yeah, um, yeah. What, so what we do is, and I guess I can talk about how I use my Notion. So we have uh, our main page. We call it Urban Wiki. So anything related to the business is just located in Notion. Uh, one of the we have like a workflow thing, and the cool thing is you can have so like what you were talking about with your workflow, how you can assign it to different people or whatever. We kind of have the same thing. Each task is effectively like a card, and what we do is we have that board only visible to the people that it applies to. So, for example, all the attendants, everyone in the company has access to the main Notion page. However, they can only see things that they uh, that it that would apply to them. So, for example, even though I see the main workflow at the top of my Notion, a regular attendant that is just going in to check events doesn't see that. So, it's that part's kind of cool. Um, after that, we have all of our upcoming events for like, we usually try and stay like a month out or so. All the events are there. We have the event report link in there. Who's doing the event whenever it's assigned. If there's travel, we put their flight information in there. We put their hotel information in there. It is like, I can't tell you how amazing it is to have everything in one spot. Like truly in one spot. Because I think that it's really difficult to have your booking system because your booking system can only handle your workflow so much. It can't handle, you can't tell me that booth book is going to handle someone's flight information, you know, like it's just not going to do that. Um, so this tool I think picks up on everything else that all your other systems can't. So a little bit about how I use it. Um, Chris I think it's going to get pissed at me. <laughs> no, I mean, Boothbook's not built to track your no. flight information or whatever, but I, I think this is more of like a general business admin tracker tool. I think in the old days, you'd have like everything that you're talking about would be like in a Google Drive or a Dropbox folder with different documents. And Excuse me, the old days? Here's my travel. This was, this was all in a <laughs> oh, binder. You know, it was called a BEO Bible. Not, so not the old, old days, but like the the, the recenter old days. It'd be, what are you talking about? There's a Xerox machine. 
you'd have to go to different places is what I'm getting at to find this information. So to have it all be like consolidated, a bookshelf. <laughs> to have it all be consolidated about? in one software um, that can still link to Google Docs or Google Sheets. Like one thing I found that was really cool is if I paste a Google Sheet link in Notion, and it'll, it, it'll embed the actual sheet in Notion. So I don't have to leave to Google. So I think just having it all be in one centralized location is very helpful. So I have like a team uh, section and that's where the current goals are. There's a directory of team members. So you can see everyone and who, who's doing what and their contact information, what hours they work. Uh, but my favorite, my main place is like this team tasks screen, which is really like a Canva Trello type board. Um, and yeah, it's messy if you look at the big picture, but I really like that you can filter it to see, I can see everything or certain team members can only see things that are assigned to them. Um, you can see it by due date on a calendar. And I just love at a first, like I don't, I actually scrapped like time sheets and all the other stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need you to waste time creating time sheets and telling me what you're doing. Cause I can see what you're doing if you keep this updated. So to me, this is my main tracker of what's going on, who's doing what. I even have a category for needs review. Like that, that's the first thing I look at every day. What needs my review? What am I slowing down? Um, there's a backlog, there's a to-do list, what's in progress, what needs my review, and what's done. And each task card is assigned to different people. Um, there's comments in them. There's links in Like, it's really incredible, honestly. And I love most of all, um, I think I got this from you too, it's like a SOP or preferences section mm -hmm. where everything's documented. So if I show someone how to do something one time, here's how you do this. I may record a, a Loom video. I, by the way, I recommend Loom a lot as well. I record I my I use tele.tv continue that's what you use <laughs> tele.tv yeah uh, i don't i don't know that one but yeah, whatever use you use loom is so three years ago i apologize i'm behind i'm behind loom is, loom is like so mid-pandemic it's easy to use i just use it but the point is you can record clips and send it to people on your team show them how to do something and then i have them documented in the sop section uh, with the video attached but breaking it down into text even screenshots of here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. So if anyone ever asked to do this again, you don't have to ask me. It's right there. You can reference it. And though it reduces the uh, toll on me for people to come back to me and ask me stuff, Explain but it also, yeah, it reduces the errors too. Yeah. So I have something similar. So the reason why I use tele.tv and not loom is because with tele.tv, you can do a phone screen grab. You can take a video that you've already recorded and uploaded it and upload it to that particular new recording that you're doing. So if you've already done something, or if there was like a video example, you can pop that into without having to play it in real time on loom. Um, so I like tele.tv because you can add clips to it. Um, what I do is I have a support system um, where whenever, like, let's say like, um, for example, one of the things that we recently did was, uh, there was a client that wanted to extend their event on the spot. So the attendant wouldn't necessarily know how to do that on the back end. The attendant would just need to call into the office or whoever's on duty and say, Hey, they want to extend. Um, whenever we have a client that wants to extend, we always have to get a credit card on the spot. Otherwise we'll never get paid. Um, and I typically will have a credit card authorization filled out prior to, if that's something that they think they want to do. But what we can do is uh, we did the video and show 
um, the person in the office, hey, this is how you're going to create an addition to that invoice, change the time in the system um, so that their, you know, iPad doesn't, you know, say, hey, the event's over or whatever, making sure all that stuff's extended. So then all the attendant has to do is either take a credit card or send them a link and they can, you know, pay it rather quickly. Um, so that was the most recent thing we did. But the cool thing is we've added this video and then we've done tags. So we can tag what all the things this video covers. So if it's a billing video, if it goes over a CRM thing, if it's um, goes over a photo booth software thing, or is it a printing issue or whatever the case is, you can tag it. That way, whenever someone goes in to search it, they can find the video that they're looking for. Before asking, hey, how do we do this? Can you make a video on it? Do you have a hard time, like, are, is your team trained to always check first the notion before asking you? Or do you think it's a hard thing to incorporate where you're forcing them to look it up first? No, I think that, I think that the smart thing to do is to attempt to look it up first. If it's, it's the, it's not fully built out yet. So there's a lot of things that are on a older system um, that it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to look it up. Um, most of the time, this is stuff that is, uh, rather isolated and just a random thing that happens once a year that it's just not muscle memory. So they're not going in and, you know, fixing something every single day and, you know, changing stuff like that. Um, so typically they'll try and look for it, figure it out on their own. And then if not, then usually I get the, Hey, how do I do this? Um, so that I, I think is kind of cool. I do like what you alluded to earlier too, is like the different permissions and access as well. Um, so for example, I'm looking at my notion right now, there's a private section on the bottom left-hand mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. So I have my own private notes area. I have my own private task list that is like more personal to do's. That's not really relevant to the business stuff. So I have that, um, that no one else can see. So I think that it's really helpful that you can kind of tailor who sees what, or have things that you only see for yourself. Um, and I find, I just find myself working in this a lot more every day than anywhere else. I think it is overwhelming uh, for people who like, there's a cult following around notion. There's all these YouTube tutorials, uh, crazy things people do with it. So to me, it was a little overwhelming, but I would say kind of what Ryan just said, you're not fully done yet, right? You don't have to fully build this out in day one. You can just start it and add to it over time as you need to. Um, but it's worth doing. So there's also something that you mentioned, um, about doing like a, like a guide or what have you, um, I'm going to play this video in a second. It's this thing that screen records you and automatically takes out what you're doing and does a written um, PDF. What? Okay, if your coworkers are asking you to explain things all the time, this is what you should do. Go to scribehow.com and get the Chrome extension. It'll make you a how-to guide for any online process. So just download the extension, hit start recording, and do whatever process you need to explain exactly as you normally would. Then when you're done, hit stop recording, and Scribe makes you this automatic step-by-step -step guide complete with screenshots and text that you can edit and share. Such a cool groundbreaking thing. So what, what was that called? I'm going to look that up right now. Scribe Hub. Scribe. Um, so what you do is you download the Chrome extension and screen record you just doing exactly what you normally do. So if you're, you know, using SnapPick or whatever, you go into SnapPick, click create event, you know, do video, add this, add that. It'll come out with the how-to guide for you, and then you can put that into your support center. This is incredible. How do they do this? <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, this is just all the fun stuff. Wow. 
So, and there's also this other thing that we use. Um, it is, let me find. This is, uh, this is actually, I'm not even joking. This is incredibly cool. I'm probably I know. Gonna I know. It's out. because you're living in the stone ages. Yeah. I... The other thing is copy.ai. So that one has become super, super, super helpful whenever you're doing, trying to find like a new way to write something. Um, I have been redoing the website. I'm using copy.ai for like the headlines. It's so freaking easy and it gives you, you know, a couple of creative options that you just kind of don't really think of, especially when you're working a lot in redundancy, which is what we do. So you're trying, well, how many times can I say fun flipping photo strips? I mean, it's just, it's, that part is really difficult. Um, so what I really appreciate about copy.ai is that it gives you different options that you can, um, that you can use. So I've heard of the, I've heard of this tool and there's other tools like this as well. And I haven't really tried them, but my general concern is can an AI actually write well? Like, I think it sounds like you're using it Incredibly for- Incredibly well. It's ridiculous. But what you just said makes sense where you're using it for like headline ideas, like different options. Have you done where it writes full blog posts? Like, is that actually well-written? Um, I haven't done a full blog post yet, but I'm more than welcome to do an experiment of it because I think that that's kind of- fun and that's another thing is you're just like putting in like specific details of stuff and like with me i just whenever we do like event recaps i mean how many times can you you know say having fun on a 360 i will say that someone actually sent me a blog post for my opinion and i read it and i was like wow this is really really strong Fantastic. And like, an AI wrote it. <laughs> and an AI wrote it. I don't think it was this one. I don't know which one it was, but I was blown away. I was blown away that an AI wrote a blog post about like a photo booth specific topic and did it really well. You know, and, and the great, yeah. the greater problem here, by the way, Ron is like, who's going to, where are the jobs going to go? <laughs> like, honestly. Well, you um, still need someone to copy paste. So that's so long true. As you got those two fingers. You're still good. <laughs> Um, I, 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 another thing that I wanted to share with is, again, I'm redoing the website a little bit and I wanted to think of a couple of fun ways to make the website more interactive, which a lot of it, now I'm going to back to the drawing board and a lot has changed. So the uh, as of the day that we're recording this, um, the new iPhone 14s came out and they had that new dynamic island so i really thought the dynamic island would be something really cool to incorporate in a website uh as just like a header or kind of thing so anyways it's kind of changed everything but one of the things that i like to use is animated icons just because i think it makes certain things a little bit more fun hover over things uh i think that that kind of is is a nice little user experience so here's the easiest way to create animated icons for your project Simply go to lordicon.com, then pick the icon that suits your project. Now customize the icon to fit your design and hit download. Now you can export it in the format you want. Uh, really freaking cool and super, super cheap. I really enjoy I hope I hope people listening find a lot of value in these suggestions. I just got to say, Ryan, you don't have to wait for the episode to tell me some of these things. You can tell me you know, when, you, when, when you find them. That'd be appreciated, you know? <laughs> So th this is how the story goes. So I'll text Ismail, hey, do you want to record? Hey, do you want to record? Hey, do you want to record? And then all I get is crickets. And then I'll text him like some drama and then I'll get it instant response. <laughs> and I'm like, great, can you record? I, th I think it's more of the time, 
late night is when I'm able to respond. During the day, I have no life. I'm just, I'm a slave to the environment. Mm-hmm. It's true. Honestly, I find, it, on a side note, like even just not even work, anything, I find myself responding to people like at midnight because that's the only time I have available. It's sad my, what my well, life has become. Where, like, <laughs> but you'll respond midnight my time. And that's 3 a.m. your time. <laughs> exactly. I think now we have a problem here. In the last episode, I think we were talking about balancing everything and it's a struggle. It's really a struggle. Um, so I'm going to have a section on RyanSalinas.com on a couple of Notion templates that you can purchase. And then also we'll have a blog on all the things that we talked about today and all the fun things that you can use. And then if there's I, anything else that we missed, please let us know. The one, the one last thing I got to throw in here, Ryan, is... We talked about incredible tools that help. Um, I think, from my experience, the best hack that I have ever come across is something that I am experiencing lately is hiring people. Like, these are all great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not a hack. I'm just saying, like, hiring VAs and um, to me it has had the biggest impact on my day-to-day life. Like, I think if people out there are listening and think that they don't have enough work to hire someone. That's what I was thinking. Oh, I don't have enough work. And then I hired multiple people and I feel like I can get more people. Um, I think hiring a VA, I would urge, if, if you're starting to see some success in your business, um, stretch yourself and hire a VA. I think it's the best advice I can give an entrepreneur. Last TikTok, I swear. Is the 70 plus 70 equals 140? I think when you're running a bunch of businesses, what ends up happening at first is you panic and you try to do everything. And then you hire somebody and that person doesn't do it as well as you. And so you're like, well, I have to fire them because they're not as good as I am. 70 70 is anytime I have an employee that's at least a 70% solution for me, I will think to add another employee to get to 140 mm-hmm. instead of me being the 100% solution. Yeah, it's way better. And most operators, don't think that way. They get really upset that people can't do it as well as them. And that should never be part of your equation. As long as you have 70% of you, you actually have an A plus player. So that is actually something that I learned rather recently is Mm. the more manpower you have, the more things get done magically without you knowing. Yeah. It's (laughs) that, that, that was so spot on. Like I can't agree more. I I literally have this happening right now where I hired someone and then during the interview process, I really liked someone else too. But I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have enough work for that person. And I hired the other person uh, half time, right? But now I'm bumping him up to full time because I found that it's 70%. Like one of them was good at things that the other person was not good at. And them together were better than me, them together. So yeah, I think having a team and then there's certain tasks that I've had on my plate for like months that I never got to. And then I just put it in notion on the task board and I wake up the next day and it's done. And that's like the best feeling ever. And to be frank, if you hire people like overseas, it's not that expensive. It's really not that expensive for you to try and take a flyer on this and see the impact it can have for you. Uh, it makes me more worried about employment in America because everyone's like, yeah, we can work from home. It's great remote work. But the other, the thing that people don't talk about is that companies have been trained to hire remote people. And now what's to stop them from hiring people? in cheaper locations that can do the job just as well. But anyways, that's a whole other side note. I think that TikTok was a great place to leave it because I agree with that completely.